Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You can be seated for just a little bit. Amen. Amen. I want to, first of all, give honor to your pastor. Amen. Who is well deserving of the job that God has called him to do. Amen. Amen. I believe it's appropriate that we give honor where honors due. Thank God for your pastor and your pastor's wife. Amen. And their family. And the brothers. And the mom. And the dad. And the cousins. And the relatives. Amen. We honor you today. We give honor to the saints of God. We give honor to our visitors for being with us today in the house of the Lord. I want to honor my my daughters who are with me, which has been uh, sort of scarce here of lately. Amen. They have not they have not been traveling with us lately because they they're at the age where they have a voice of their opinion, and they don't travel with us. But we've been to Alaska and so forth. But I'm thankful that they took time out of their busy schedule to be with mom and dad today. Amen. Amen. Honor them. And I honor my beautiful wife. Amen. Where would I be without my wife this morning? And give honor to the Lord for allowing her to come into my life. If you have your Bible, would you stand me quickly? I know it is hot in here. (laughs) And I know the only thing standing between you and ice cream and all the good fixings and trimmings that are away is me. So if you give me just a little bit of your time, I promise I won't hold you long. Tell somebody he's not going to keep us long. (laughs) Didn't say how long, but I won't keep it long. (laughs) Exodus chapter number three, if you have the word of the Lord today. So much love every song, the testimonies. I'm going to try and make myself feel comfortable here. I'm just excited about what God is doing. Amen. Breaking bread. Amen. You guys are busting out the seams and you got to buy another building down the road. Amen. I told your, told your pastor, don't get too comfortable down the road because you just never know what God has in store. I believe there'll be another building down the road. Can we say amen? Amen. Because we're gonna, you're going to fill that building, and God's going to make a way to purchase another building. You're going to fill that building. Amen. Because we got to compel them that his house may be filled. Amen. His house. Exodus chapter 3, verse number 7. The Bible says, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. God knows. I came and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Persians and the Hevites and the Jebusites and everybody else. Now, therefore, behold the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. 
And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Something about the mercy of God. I just feel like preaching this morning. I don't know how this all going to come together this morning. I didn't come to you with big enticing words of man's wisdom. I just want to preach about the mercy of God this morning. Something about the mercy of God. Would you place your Bibles down? Would you help me pray? God, I love you today. Thank you, God, for mercy this morning. Thank you for grace. Thank you for salvation. I thank you for a sound mind this today, God. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint these lips of clay, God, that I bring forth the bread of life here today, Lord, that lives will be changed, hearts will be mended today. Hide me behind the cross, God, that you'll be glorified in all things. I pray, God, that you will make up for my shortcomings. I need the anointing of God to move upon me today, God. Not my talents or my intellect, but it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And, God, we promise to give you praise and glory in this house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Won't you clap your hands unto the Lord one more time in the house? Come on, now somebody really clap your hands unto the Lord in the house. Come on, clap your hands, all ye people. And somebody shout unto God with the voice. Somebody shout unto God with the voice. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands. Set the atmosphere for God to do something right now. In the name of Jesus, we need mercy. Somebody shout breaking bread. And if you love your church, give somebody a handshake beside you. And you can't be seated, just don't sit on Jesus. Amen, the mercy of God. Amen, today I have the task of preaching to us today about the mercy of God. But before we can really understand the mercy of God, one has to understand this word that is not talked about, and that word is called judgment. Somebody shout judgment. Because truth be told, doesn't matter who you are today, doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, it doesn't matter if you have money or not, all of us deserve judgment. Amen. None of us deserve the mercy of God. But there's something about mercy that when death says yes, the mercy of God shows up and says no. Amen. Before you can ever realize the potential and the mercy of God, you have to realize that his mercy endureth forever. For the writer of Lamentations said that it is of the, the Lord's mercies, amen, that we are not consumed, amen, because his mercy has so much compassion with it. And when we deserve death today, when some of us, amen, were bound by drugs and alcohol, it was the mercy of God that reached down low to right where you were. Come on, it was not your talents or your intellect. It was not friends or physicians, but it was the mercy of God 
when death said no, mercy said yes. When you had no hope, it was the mercy of God that stepped in at the right point of time. I'm preaching to somebody today that the reason you're here this morning is because the mercy of an almighty God stepped in. When death said it was over, mercy began to give you a breath of life. It was mercy that woke you up this You'll never understand mercy until somebody realizes I shouldn't be here this morning. I should have died not correct. But mercy showed up. When death said yes, mercy said no. For the Bible says that we were all born into sin. In your mother's womb because of the fall of Adam and Eve in the beginning. We all took upon the sin nature. So we can just assume from the very beginning when you begin to breathe your first breath in your mama's womb. God could have easily said it's over. But his mercy said, you know what? I realize 2,000 years from now, I'm going to have a church in Whiteland. I'm going to have a people Who's going to recognize it's the mercy of God? It's by his mercy. Uh, but I propose to you today that the Bible says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But I want to oppose to you today that mercy just doesn't follow you. But I believe that mercy goes before you. Uh, before you ever got to that situation, it was the mercy of God that showed up and intervened on your behalf. I can remember a time before I even got in the church, Pastor Bill, I can remember a time where I, I got done playing a basketball game and me and a couple of friends, we, we wanted to sort of disobey our parents. And we, after the ball game, we took off. I was probably 17 years old, I believe, and I'm going somewhere I shouldn't be going and drinking things I shouldn't be drinking, was out of the ark of safety, didn't know who God was, didn't have a relationship with God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Doing your own thing because you thought you were doing what you thought was right. I remember getting into a car one day, Brother Weir. We had consumed so much alcohol, couldn't even see. But somehow, we ended up right in the middle of a medium. Don't know how we got there, but I believe it was the mercy of God because God went before me. And God says what he don't realize is the death's not going to take him now because there's going to be an anointing that's going to be placed on his life. And when death says yes, God says no. It should have took me out. I didn't deserve the right to live. But mercy said, I've got to work for him to do. Come on preaching to somebody in this house who realize that the drug should have took you out. That the addiction should have took you out. But mercy stepped in. And mercy made a way.
So we have to understand that when the doctor says no, mercy has a way of seeping in. When death should have took you out, mercy says no. Let me preach to some people here today. Come on, somebody uh, that you just didn't wake up this morning. It was because of the God's mercy. You could have took your last breath last night, but mercy said, you know what? I'm going to give them breath in their lungs because they're going to church on a Sunday morning in my presence and they're going to be touched in my presence so I can't let them die because my hand of mercy is upon them. The Bible says that here they serve taskmasters. Hear me, some, hear me, somebody. That when one cries out for mercy, you're merely not just crying out for mercy, you're crying out for change. We struggle with the fact that we want the mercy of God, but we don't want to change. Come on, somebody. <laughs> We want his blessings. We want his mercy. But when it comes to change, we struggle with the fact, come on, preaching to somebody, that there's some mercy being extended today. There's some grace being prepared for you right now. And the Lord said, you've been praying. I've seen every tear. I've seen your heartbeat. I know you've been oppressed, but there's some new mercy. Bible says that his mercies are new every single day. It's the mercy of God that we're here this morning. It is by his mercy that you're here this morning. Not just here to hear a preacher, but by his mercy you're here to get things right. Come on. To get things right. Because if we can ever realize the power of mercy, you first have got to take a flashback. There's people in the sound of my voice, you shouldn't be here today. Can we all say amen? amen. We shouldn't be here, Brother Weir. Some of us, God found us down to nothing but his mercy. I'm looking and listen, the last time I was here, you wasn't this full. But you're busting out the seams. That lets me know one thing. That the mercy of God is moving in this house. Thank God for mercy. Because mercy found you, Brother Tommy. Mercy found you. Mercy found you. When you could get out, mercy got in. When you couldn't get out, mercy came running. When the devil says yes, mercy says no. When friends talk about you, when friends turn their back on you, when loved ones forsake you, mercy says I'll be a friend that will stick closer to you. But 
But the fact still remains, Brother Runyon, that none of us deserve mercy. We all deserve judgment. Let me tell you what mercy is. Mercy, amen, was when God rolled himself in flesh. Mercy was wrapped in sinful flesh. Mercy came to where we was. Mercy died on the cross. And when the grave couldn't hold him, mercy raised up three days later. See, if you realize how mercy worked in your life, you wouldn't sit in this preacher and look at me like I've lost my mind. But you realize if he hadn't showed up, if he hadn't made a way, if some of us would just realize today that that same mercy of God still exists today. Right now, the reason you're here this morning is because merely the mercy of God. This one theologian, one statistic tells us that every single second in America, in this world, somebody is slipping off into eternity. Have we ever stopped to consider the fact that that could have been you and that could have been me? But while you were sleeping at night, mercy said, I'm going to give them, amen, some fresh breath. I'm going to raise them up in the morning. I know they've been afflicted and been oppressed. I know they have some bad times. I know their finances doesn't match up to how they want to do. But I'm going to give them something much purer than money. I'm going to give them something much greater. Amen. The man can't do. I'm going to give them some mercy. I'm going to extend mercy. So God wakes us up this morning because mercy says that in every single service there'll be somebody who's been crying in the midnight hour. There's somebody who's facing the storm, but hear me. He told Jeremiah, Amen. I knew you in the womb. Amen. God said, I've got some things for you that I'm preparing for you in your mother's womb. I am anointing you in your mother's womb. I'm giving you the tools, amen, to go through every storm. I'm giving you the tools to go through every battle. I'm giving you the tools to go through every situation. I'm giving you the tools to go through any chaos. I'm giving you the tools of mercy and grace. Bible says that they cried out the reason of their taskmasters. Oh, they were merely living a life of having someone tell them how to live, what to build, how to act, what to say. They were slaves. The Bible says that there came a time where they began to cry unto the Lord. The Bible says that he heard their cry. Amen. Hear me, hear me, somebody. There is power in your voice. There is power. Come on, I believe in I don't believe in sitting there and doing nothing. I believe there's power in your voice. But the Bible says, clap, clap your hands, all your people, and shout. Come 
people. You can't shout unless your mouth is open. But they were held hostage. Forty plus years they were held hostage. Oppressed. Beaten. Ridiculed and mocked. But when they wanted change, they begin to cry out unto the Lord. Hear me, somebody. If you want change, you will begin to cry out unto the Lord. And he will hear you. And he will come down to right where you are in a moment. You don't have to go home depressed. You don't have to go home the same way you came. You don't have to go home lost. It was the mercy of God that woke you up this morning. So you can come to this house of God. Be baptized in his name. And filled with the Holy It's the mercy of God. But none of us deserve this mercy. While we were yet sinners, mercy began to work. From Genesis to Revelations, we can see the pattern of mercy of God being displayed all throughout the scriptures. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, we can see the mercy of God being exploited all throughout Scripture. And when they cried unto the Lord, Thou Son of David, have mercy. Because they realized that when mercy shows up, it not only demands a response, but it also demands a change. Somebody said change. When God shows up in your life, there's going to be a change in your life. If God does his part, then you've got to do your part. Come on. If God's going to heal you and save you, you have to do your part. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. Come on. I don't cuss no more because I've been a new creature in Christ. I don't go to the same place as I used to do because there's been a change. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house right now. It was mercy today that is still reaching out in this room right now. Through every song, through every testimony, the mercy of God has been reaching for you sir, you ma'am today. You are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, people who don't come from perfect backgrounds. No, we don't have it all together. We have faults and fears just like you. But we realize that the mercy of God showed up in our lives in the nick of time when we should have been dead, when some of us should have lost our mind. It was the mercy of God that gave us a peace that will surpass all understanding and we can come to the house of God on a Sunday afternoon and lift up holy hands and praise a God. If he can do it for me, he can do the same for you today. The mercy of God. Mercy demands change. We love to hear about the mercy of God, but we don't. I, I sometimes struggle with people who 
love to hear about the mercy of God. But as soon as you tell them what the scripture says, except the man be born again, they struggle with that. It's because truth be told, we really don't want mercy like we say we want mercy. We can talk about mercy. We can talk about grace. But it's going to cause you to become uncomfortable. Mercy is going to cause you to become uncomfortable. People may not like you because you're walking in mercy, but that's okay. It's just the favor of God that's on your life. Friends may forsake you, but that's okay. It's the hand of God that's moving in your life. Loved ones may turn their back on you, but mercy says, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk. Everything's going to be all right. It's the mercy of God that's kept me this far. Hear me today, somebody. You may have turned your back on God. And the devil sent a petition, God kill him. Cast him away. But the Lord said, you know what, that's okay. I'm not going to kill them. I'm going to mark them because they're still a child of mine. They may have lost their way, but I'm going to give them some mercy and some grace. Come on, so I'm preaching that mercy and grace and the blood still works. It's... Doesn't matter how far you've fallen, he still marks you. Doesn't matter how much you leave him, he still marks you. But I'm not concerned about where you've been. I'm more concerned about where you're headed. Because it's that mercy and grace that's going to leave you. Doesn't matter how many times you messed up, Brother Brad. Doesn't matter how many times you turn your back on God. His grace and mercy is still following you. Amen. Through every trial, through every storm, through every mess up, through every mishap, his mercy is still calling you home. His grace is still reaching for you right now. His blood is trying to cover a multitude of sins today. It's mercy that's calling somebody today. Mercy is no respect of person. You read Psalms 136. Every single scripture, every single verse in Psalms 136 ends with this. And his mercy endureth forever. Starts out by telling us about the mercy of God. And it ends up by saying, oh, give thanks unto God of heaven. For his mercy endureth forever. And he have redeemed us from our enemies. Why? Because his mercy endureth forever. Come on. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Because his mercy endureth forever. From the rising of the sun. Come on, preacher to somebody. God is trying to let you know that he's got enough mercy for you today. He's got enough grace for you today. And he is calling your name. Come on, throw your hands in there in this building right where you're sitting. Uh, I said, come on, throw your hands in the air in this building. You don't have to ask him for mercy. 
He wants to give you mercy. He wants to extend grace to your family. He wants to send mercy to your situation. Come on. When the devil said, kill them, God, turn your back on them, God said, no. I've still got to work for them. I've still got anointing for their life. I've still got a calling on their life. Come on, somebody. Mercy is trying to call you home today. Mercy is trying to get you to realize that you can't make without mercy. You can't make it without God's love. You'll never survive the attack without the mercy of God today. Come on, let's all stand. Every hand raised. I don't want you looking around. It's the mercy of God. It's the mercy that's calling today. Doesn't matter what your background is today. Mercy's calling. I tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. That's why I wish I could have preached you something that'll wow you this morning. But I'd rather have the mercy of God in my life than anything else. Because when you didn't know how to get out, when you didn't know how to fix a mercy came to right where you were. So you got to realize the mercy of God that works in your future. Because while you were sleeping, death angel came by your, your house. It was the mercy of God that went before you. When cancer was going to plague your body, it was the mercy of God that went before you. He was working on your behalf when you didn't even know he was working. He was taking care of that car wreck before you even showed up at that wreck. Come on, he took care of your body before the doctors could come up with a diagnosis because he just doesn't work in your past or your present. But mercy works in your future. So right now, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to open this altar. Here's what's going to happen. I'm, listen, we'll give instructions later, but I'm going to open this altar. I'm going to ask everyone in the sound of my voice, make your way to this altar. Listen, if you have to crunch your way in, that's okay, but come on, the altar's open. I want you to wait. I want you to come on, guess the bars. We're just going to have a season of prayer, and the Holy Ghost is going to start moving. I want everybody, come on, doesn't matter who you are, this mercy that we talk about, it reaches to the highest mountain. It'll come to right where you are. Because the mercy of God says, I've come to bind up the brokenhearted. I've come to set captives free today. It's the mercy of God this morning. Come on, I said, make your way. Doesn't matter who you are. Hear me? I want you to throw your hands in the air right now in Jesus' name. I want you to begin to pray. Because the mercy of God is going to start moving to your situation right now. Hear me. Let me, let, me, let me help you out for a second here, folks. The Bible says that when they cried out, that means that they just didn't sit there with mouths closed and expecting God to take a peek at what they was thinking. But they wanted out. 
They were sick and tired of mixing mortar, mixing brick, having someone tell them what to do. Tired of being oppressed. Amen. That the strongholds of life pressing them down. And they wanted out, so they cried unto the Lord in their moment of distress, and he heard them. You see, when you're sick and tired of going through the motions, when you're sick and tired of going through the roller coasters of life, you realize that you're in the mercy of God, the presence of God, when you begin to cry out. Because hear me, the only reason they cried out is because not just, not because they wanted to deliver, because they wanted changed. I realize everybody's not going to cry out. It's fine. We're not holding you hostage. But I realize in the masses of the crowd, there are people who've been crying, oh God, I just need help. God, I need refuge from this storm. And the Lord says, I have heard of your cry. I've seen every tear, mom. Maybe those kids are backslidden. Maybe your finances messed up. But God said today, I have seen your tears. I've heard every prayer. I'm not forsaking you, but today I'm giving you mercy. I'm giving you grace. So right now, while you got your hand, I want you to open up your mouth in this building. I want you to begin to speak to him right now in this house. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter your background. Come on, I said, lift up your voice right now. Come on. Mercy's going to heal your body. Mercy's going to break every chain. Mercy's going to take care of depression. Mercy's going to save those kids. Mercy's going to heal your body. Mercy's going to calm your mind. I need new mercy. I need new grace today. Come on, that's it. It's mercy. Come on, there's mercy moving throughout this building. There's mercy moving throughout this house right now. God, I need new mercy for my family. I need new mercy for my mind. I need new mercy for my salvation. I need new mercy. I need new mercy. I need new mercy. Come on, somebody, mercy is working in your favor right now. Mercy is working on your behalf right now. Mercy is opening that prison door. Mercy is taking care of the affliction. It's mercy that's moving on your behalf. Yes. Uh, come on, that's it. Let mercy work on your behalf. Let the mercy of God work on your behalf right now. Let mercy work on your behalf. Let mercy heal your body. Let mercy take care of the situation. Let mercy touch your finances. Let mercy cover your kids. Let mercy cover your heart. Let mercy draw you home. Let mercy draw you into an altar. Mercy, mercy. Come on, that's it. Let mercy work. Let mercy, let mercy work. Thank you. 
we're going to hear me we just now what we're going to do now is we're just going to start praying but hear me before you start really praying I would be less than a friend if I wouldn't let somebody know this afternoon that the reason you're here is because of the mercy of God and God has called you here not just to enjoy a church service but the reason God has woke you up this morning and got you in your right mind is so you can come to a church and you can hear the plan of salvation and not just hear a word but mercy says I've got to abide the word and the word says except the man be born again of water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God I want to go to heaven but I've got to do what it takes to get there so hear me somebody in the sound of my voice mercy says he's giving you an opportunity today to repent of your sins to be baptized in Jesus name and to be filled with the Holy Ghost mercy's been calling you you've been distressed but mercy's been calling your name through the thick and thin of life mercy has been calling your name so right now in this house They're going to start singing. And while they're singing, I want you to just throw your hand in the air. You don't have to ask him for mercy. But when you raise your hands and submit yourself to him, the mercy of God is going to come down right in your situation. And it's the mercy of God. It's the only mercy of God can turn your situation around. Man can't turn it around. The preacher can't turn it around. It's the mercy of God that can turn your situation around. But you got to lift up holy hands and say, God, I need more mercy. I need more grace. Lord bless you. Come on, somebody cry out to him. It's the mercy of God he woke you up this morning. It's by the mercy of God you're here today. Come on, somebody lift up your hands. Magnify him. somebody leave your pride in the pew come on cry out for mercy cry out for grace today it's mercy and grace that's going to lead you it's mercy and grace that's going to follow you today I need more mercy I need more grace grace 